men and women and everyone else in the ether. Welcome to the first episode of the podcast series of Have You Seen It? Where I break down a movie into digestible, digestible bites and give some analysis and my overall thoughts on the film as a whole. I'll just simply recommend the film for you to watch it or not and leave the ultimate conclusion up to you, the listener. Anyways, full steam ahead onto our first movie to break down. It is a personal favorite of mine growing up and maybe some of your favorite films as well. I'll be reviewing the classic family film, Secondhand Lions. The story is pretty interesting to me, even after watching it after all these years. The film is about a boy named Walter in mid-20th century rural Texas. Never been there. Through circumstances outside his control, his mother, what most could agree as very irresponsible, drops off Walter to stay with his great uncles Hub and Garth at their Texas farm where she goes off to parts unknown for the summer. Young Walter soon finds out through her, other visiting family members, and the small town folk about wild stories about his uncles having a massive fortune and everyone is itching for a piece of it. As the story goes on, he learns who he is, what he wants in life and who he can truly depend on, along with bonding with his uncles and doing all sorts of chores around the farm. He learns of wild stories of adventure and love from his uncle's youth, being in the French Foreign Legion, to sword fights and more. But as things escalate, Walter will ultimately need to decide if all of these stories his uncles told him are real or not. Uh, This aspect of the movie I always found interesting. Constantly throughout the film, everyone else is also telling stories of rumors of who the uncles really are, and it's a fun and it's a fantastic dynamic to constantly show Walter and in turn the viewer to build doubt of the uncle's motivation in having him around with them for the summer. At first, you see Walter stay with them to be useful around the farm and keep the annoying money-grubbing extended family away. I always found those dynamics super funny because they would just randomly show up like, Hub, Garth, it is so nice to see you and all the things and they all the kids and super excited. We're going to stay for the weekend. Have a blast. But in turn, they just like, we want to know where the money is and we want some of it. And I find that hilarious to show their true colors. Uh, plus the uncles just are just super blunt throughout the film and that's super funny especially when they show up it's like we don't want you here or they just ignore them completely but like Walter they grow to enjoy each other's company and love each other for who they are one of my favorite takeaways I got from this film is how Walter didn't need any fortune from the rest of these colorful cast of characters desperately wanted He really wanted to be in a safe home environment, a paternal figure who loves him and tells him the truth, in sharp contrast to be always being fed lies from his single mother, which we later learn is motivated from a terrible cycle of domestic abuse with her and her many boyfriends. Uh, There's a scene in the early part of the film where we we see young Walter and just see her single single mother, and at first you see she's, she's charming, exciting and has bright bright goals for herself being a tight in a typist pool going to a specific trade college it's like we drop you off walter bye have a wonderful summer and i'm gonna go learn 
It's like, oh, that's that sounds fine, a, especially a single mother trying to raise one kid. Makes sense. Then you later find out that she's actually uh, full of crap, and Walt and she he was basically lied to on where she was and probably uh, flirting with somebody in Texas through Walter's uh, small investigation and uh, sub couple phone calls later and through dialogue you find out that I was like oh she lied again and just a cycle of lies and manipulation I don't feel like that justifies her behavior in raising Walter but at least the viewer can at least understand her motivations to a degree and her views as a parent which adds depth to films as a whole which we see as characters act the way they do if it's for logical or illogical reasons is the basic pillar of film analysis when breaking down source material. If you're curious to ask the following question, Alex, it's called Secondhand Lions. Is there or where is the frickin' lion in the movie? Good news for you, eager listener. Is a yes, there is a lion. Through a failed attempt to recreate a jungle hunt on the property with the uncles buying an older female lion from a zoo, they adopt her and she lives with the farm and becomes a glorified pet for Walter. I don't know how you can justify a wild animal as a pet, but it looks super tame when I saw it, but hey, I don't judge. Which is an amazing and exciting moment for Walter for seeing so many things he otherwise never experienced before meeting Hub and Garth. Also, there was another part of in the dynamics of them getting to know each other and and Walter learning what it like what it's like to live on a farm is they start growing uh, fruit and vegetables and and there's these many salesmen who show up like from the rumors of their vast fortunes like I have these things and they just pull out their shotguns like we don't want your things and there's this wonderful montage of them just shooting stray bullets at their car and the ground around them and you just paint you a word picture all these salesmen in fedoras and these three-piece suits from looks like from the 1950s that's probably what that's the right decade no probably 60s decade's not relevant three-piece suits and they're just running away which i thought it was super funny growing up and anyways they eventually take like they buy seeds from one of the salesmen uh rows of salesmen and they they garden, and uh, what I find super funny is from all of that, they get all of it ready, and they get ver- they were told they got various fruits and vegetables, but they end up getting uh, hoodwinked, and it's just all corn. No pumpkins, no onions, just all corn, which I just thought it was hilarious, because guess you wouldn't know by just from seeds. Well, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a farmer, but I thought that was super funny and in that in that corn maze said lion uh, lives there as their new home in Savannah one as far as a nitpicking thing from this movie that bothered me a lot was they kept saying the lion's a jungle cat it is the queen of the jungle most of the time when I read natural geographic books lions grew up in a savanna open land and trees not jungle dense things and I feel like that's just lies and that would be more relevant to a tiger but I digress we'll keep things going (laughs) Uh, lastly the themes this film touches on 
is what it means what it means to be a man what family really looks like in a healthy dynamic how important telling the truth is and love as a whole wonderful side note what i really liked in the arc i guess the viewer and walter's learning about uh the uncle's past and their youth is uh hub has a interesting career as a mercenary uh during the middle east uh helping people through slave trades and fighting general evil and he somehow falls in love with a princess and more and that whole story i just think is beautiful and just builds the sense of wonder and awe that walter feels when he was reading the story he's like this is a classic story plus it just builds into is this fantasy is this just something out of a kid's book and i think that's really cool I would say this film is timeless and highly relatable with people from all walks of life. Also, this is a family-friendly film, so feel free to watch it with, with the kids and all the other wonderful people in your life. Uh, with having moments from the odd shenanigans with the in-laws and the other people who Hub and Garth do not tolerate by throwing things or yelling things at them, that's always great, to all the stories of war and adventure that I previously mentioned and love in all its forms uh the love between the princess and hub in the backstory to love between uh hub and garth and walter as they grow together and what family really means and all these things overall i would highly recommend this film for you to watch and have you make the ultimate call of this is the best film ever or i don't want to see it again and i wish i got two hours of, of my life back up to you i ain't your mama so anyways that was some light analysis to start this podcast off on a strong note i'll adjust and expand my analysis and more as time goes on i'll share a little bit about myself as i'm your guide through this complex and very popular medium of art and expression most people call me Alex when I'm not screaming into a microphone about movies. I grew up with them, learned about them, made memories with friends and family through them, and has inspired me to live the life I've always wanted in many different ways. But that story will be saved for another episode. I'm open to discussing television shows in the future, but we'll focus on movies I have seen and will give you all of my deep and complex thoughts about them to you dear listener ultimately if you try a movie that you don't usually watch and enjoy it that's enough for me i've taken some several film analysis classes during my college journey also being a videographer by trade and as well as being addicted to watching films in my free time gives strong merit to my breakdowns anyways thank you for listening to the first episode of the soon will become infamous podcast and you will be asking this question about this move to your friends. Have you seen Secondhand Lions?